It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Bishop Gilbert Coleman, and you're listening to Straight from the Pastor's Heart Ministries. Prepare yourself to receive what's going to be a life-changing word for how you are already in our midst and I sense such a sweet presence of your Holy Spirit here today thank you oh God for Tracy and thank you for the heartfelt prayer he's lifted up thank you for Dwayne and for him uh, being uh, willing to always come and to share uh, his gift with us so unselfishly and we bless you for him father we pray that you'll bless his life in ways that he would never ever have imagined pray oh god that you will use him uh, even there at the ministry where he is now and i pray father given that because of him even worship will go to another place there'll be another dimension as it relates to his own worship and to the worship of that house in the mighty name of jesus now spirit of the living god as we have come into this sanctuary to hear from you today father we just pray that you move mightily by your spirit and i pray that you give these your people who have made the sacrifice a rhema word i pray father heaven that you'll speak to their hearts and to their minds and to their specific lives and to their specific needs and father i pray that you'll use me as your instrument that you'll pour yourself out through me father and make me a meal offering and a drink offering uh, to your people so that they would be not only enlightened and illuminated but father i pray that they'll be fed in the name of the lord jesus but father i pray that most of all with a swiftness with a quickness that when they leave this sanctuary oh god that they'll have a heart desire to be able to apply this word to their own lives but then more so father they'll share this word with someone else who stands in need just as they do today in the name of the lord jesus oh my father heaven we love you so much there's no words that we can put on how much we love you and lord at the same time no words to say how much we need you we so appreciate you father we so thank you rest for the life we live today uh, knowing oh god that there's so many that are doing much worse than we are and so we thank you oh god that it's as well as it is spirit of the living god have your way in this house and we pray that you'll let your perfect will be done this day that in all things you get praise honor and all glory in the blessed name of the lord jesus christ we do pray this prayer with thanksgiving amen amen let's hug your brother and your sister before you take your seat why don't you hug your brother and your sister amen let them know you're just glad to see them today Amen. Just glad to see you. Now, if y'all y'all just sit close to me, it'd be, it'd be real good. If everybody, if everybody just get close, I mean, so y'all y'all all over the building. That way, I don't have to work too hard. Yeah, yeah. Help help a brother stay young. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad about you. Fantastic. Good, 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 good. What's up, Mike? Good, good. How about you, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay. And my, my brother sits back there in the back because he has to run as soon as this is over with. So I understand. I'm so happy just to see all of you. And uh, I'm, we've had a, quite a time these last two nights uh, together. And But thank the Lord for you making uh, the sacrifice to be here uh, today because that just signals the fact that you're still hungry. And the Lord says to his word, he says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That word filled means satisfied. Uh-huh. So it uh, looks right now that, that y'all ain't satisfied yet. So, amen. so we got some more meat we're going to put on the table. So, all right, so get your Bible. 
And as I said, I'm going to hold you real long. But get your Bible. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I'm just going to read verses 19 and 20. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. That's where we're going to be today. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. Should be another Bible around here somewhere, Gladys. Uh, there's one right behind you, David. Right behind you. Sit on this. On the seat. Uh, well, praise God. Well, I'm glad you're here. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 and 20. Look at what the Lord says. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses when today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, do what? Choose life. Choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Uh, yeah, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. I want to use for a thought just very briefly from that passage today, there's only one opinion. <laughs> yeah, y'all looking at me real curious. There's only one opinion. You have your seats in the presence of God. In the Garden of Eden, after God had created the first man, Adam, God gave him a command. He told Adam that he could eat of every tree in the garden. He said, just don't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so with that, that was the beginning of God uh, letting man know that there was only one way that things were going to be done. And with God, it is an either or situation. Either you do it his way or you do it your way. It's just that simple. Um, he never ever minces words because God always means what he says and he says what he means. And so we can never ever be confused. Although there are some people that sometimes say, well, you know, uh, I'm confused about this or I'm confused about that. How can you be confused when God says, this is the way I want it, either do it this way or suffer the consequences. Now, if you read um, carefully through the book of Deuteronomy, um, he speaks continuously of blessing and cursing. He speaks of those things that will uh, ultimately, the conditions I should say, that lead to a blessing, but at the same time he outlines the conditions that lead to a curse. So the deal is this here, God never curses anybody. If anyone ends up with a curse on their life or negative things begin to um, erupt or to evolve in their life, it is not that God has done it. The real deal is that the person did it to themselves because they opted for their own opinion. And we as human beings, uh, sometimes to our own chagrin, unfortunately, um, have these opinions 
and the opinions that we have don't line up with God's word. God has, again, he says, here's how it's going to be. Just do what I tell you. And he lets us know that if we will just do what he tells us, then ultimately blessings come your way. In fact, he says in one point, showers of blessings. He also says that there'll be favor on our life if we just choose to do things his way. However, in, not only in just in America, but even in the church, um, we don't always uh, become as effective or as efficient as we really could be, only because of the fact that the church, or I should say church people, you know, um, always have their own opinions about everything. So it doesn't matter what God's word says in many instances, because even though God says, here's how I want it, here's what you gotta do in order to receive from me the things that I'm promising you, we still have an opinion. We have something to say. Um, a man of God can tell us something and say, well, I got to seek the Lord for myself, you know. Now, here it is that you know that the man of God, um, without a doubt, has uh, a connection to the Lord, uh, is used as God's instrument and vessel to be able to help individuals uh, ultimately get to the place where the Lord wants them to be, but still, everybody got an opinion. They don't want to hear, you know, what God says because they don't see the man of God as being the voice of God. And the Bible says, believe God, you shall be established. Believe his prophet, you shall prosper. So prosperity then is in the mouth of the prophet. But again, because we as human beings have these opinions, we don't like listening to what the man of God has to say, even though we know it is God speaking through him. So here we are now, God talking to the children of Israel because of the fact that he has outlined for them, uh, especially in uh, chapters 28 and 29, he's talked about how um, the blessings and the cursings will come and he talks about these curses. And, and if we look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'm not telling you to turn that there right now, but when you look at it uh, again carefully, you'll see that there's only about seven or eight verses where God speaks about the conditions for blessings. There's about 50 verses where he speaks about the conditions for curse. So in other words, it seems as if God is trying to so uh, keep us away from being cursed that he figured, I guess, that if I say enough about curses, they won't want it, you know, and they'll keep their opinions to themselves. You know, um, b b because uh, think about it, how throughout biblical history, we see the children of Israel continuously rising up against God's authority, you know, where um, here it was that, that uh, Moses would give them a command from God. And they said, well, Moses, who do you think you are? Said, we don't need to be listening to you. Say, we hear from God too. Yeah, but then when God comes and confronts them directly, then they say, look, God, we don't want to talk to you. So we'll talk to Moses. So it's all right with Moses now, you know, because now that we have scared out our mind, you know, because the Lord funded from glory or they heard his voice from glory and they didn't want that, you know, so now they're ready to listen. Why is it then, it seems that human beings always have to get to the place of crisis before they finally listen? So often, you know, we wait until the wheels fall off, you know, things are happening negatively in our life, all kind of opposition and ridicule and persecution is taking place. And rather than us just going on and doing it the way God said do it, we still got something to say. 
you know, and again, the children of Israel continually murmured. They wouldn't have no, they wouldn't have no meat. So, Lord, what we going to do? They crying about the meat. Then there was no water. What we going to do about the water? You know, and then they start complaining, well, we had it better when we was back in Egypt. And isn't it amazing how too often we think that if we'll go backwards, it's better for us by going backwards than by going forward because we look at what is projected in the future and how much more difficult some of the things might be that we have to endure in the future and rather than allowing ourselves to steal option for God's command we got something to say about it now here's the deal though as long as we have our opinion God will leave us to our opinion Yes, he will. He will leave you to your opinion. If you think you know better than him, then there is no doubt he will leave you to your opinion and he'll let you see what the consequences of your opinion or our opinion ultimately will be. So he says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. So he's telling the children of Israel, now the angels hear me and he said, all my prophets in the earth they're listening to me. They know what I want. So he said, I'm calling them as a witness against you that what I'm saying, basically, I've said before. Because the Lord, for better reason, he, he always has to repeat himself with his people because it's just sad that many of God's people don't hear the first time. We, we ain't listening the first time. You know, think about how sometimes we can sit under the word of God and not even really hear all of what was said and then um, you get into a dilemma and now you're all upset, agitated, frustrated, disgusted because when the information was given, a person wasn't listening or they had their opinion about it you know, because I've been in situations, you know, where I've ministered at other churches, you know, and I'll say certain things and I hear all kind of comments, you know, coming from, uh, from the, from the uh, uh, pews. And, uh, and I was saying, man, you know, hey, this ain't me. It's, I'm, I'm not doing this, you know, because uh, of my own health or, you know, because of the fact that um, I, I just want to come out and tell people about how they're supposed to live their life. I said, that's just not it. I'm here because I'm called to do this. And so therefore, uh, what we need to do is to learn how to keep our opinions to ourselves. You know, God knows what's best. Otherwise, um, he would not have taken the time to have his, his, his prophets write this book so that we might be able to have a standard operating procedure, as the man of God said to us on last night and the night before. So, so we got to come to a place to where you really, like I said, just push your opinions aside. Sometimes you may, you want to say something, you know, about your situation or say something about how it should be done. And really what we ought to do is just, just bite, you know, bite your lip and just let it happen. Because there's some things that no matter what we do in life, it's gonna happen anyway. It, oh yeah, it's no matter. B because like I said, God will leave you to your opinion and he will let you and I reap the consequences of our opinion. Now sometimes because we had our opinion and God left us to it, there is no telling how long the consequence for that opinion might run because it could take a year, it could take years, you know, before you finally uh, stop reaping the harvest of having that opinion. You know, when you could have just gone on along with what God wanted you to do, and things would have probably have played out, played out a whole lot better for us if we had just listened to him and do it the way he said do it. Now, the way he says do it too often, yes, it's hard. I'll be honest with you, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not gonna be easy at all, but, 
when we option for what God says, even though it may be difficult in the beginning, it is sweet on the end. Amen. Amen. And so he says, I got witnesses now. God says, I got witnesses. I, the angels heard me say this. And, not, and, and don't forget about the recording secretary, the angel, who follows you around. You know, and, and was there watching you when you were saying, well, no, I'm not going to do it like that. I don't want that. That's, I'm sorry, that ain't it. You know, God, I'm sorry, you're going to have to find another way. And, uh, and the Lord said, no, this is it. This is it. So watch this. So he says, he said that I have set before you life and death. So the Lord says, now, your opinion may very well get in the way of you making a good choice. Because, again, if you talk to yourself too long, after a while, you will finally go ahead on and you will want your opinion as opposed to optioning for what it is that he really wants to happen. So, so, so you have to be careful about some of these conversations because, because after a while, you'll begin to always believe your own opinion. And it will never ever matter what God says. So he says, here it is. You know, it's like uh, um, um, that, that, old, that old show, um, uh, let's make a deal, you know, and so they say, what, door number one, door number two, or door number three, which one you want? You know, and then of course at, at, point, at that point it becomes your choice or the person's choice to make a decision as to which one they're going with, you know? And so of course, then now in, in a person's mind, you know, they're trying to size up where's the big one at? Come on now, because that's what, that's what, yeah, right? They're looking for the big one. You know, what, what's going to be this great big deal? I, I, I don't want to get the zonker, you know. So, so they're trying to figure out what's going to be. And then they start looking at all the other stuff that went on in the show before them. Who got this and who got that? So at that particular time, though, the reality is it does not matter what everybody else got. Right now, you got to make a decision for you. So he says, I set before you life and death. Then look what he says. Blessing and cursing. Now he tell you what door to pick. It's just like being, it's just like having a, a, an open book test. You know, that here it is that the teacher says, all right, open your books to page 192. You open the book and then she says, the answer to number one and number two and three is in paragraph two. Just read that and there's the answer. That's what basically what God says. He says, now, here it is. He said, the blessing is right here. This is it. All you got to do is go on and pick that. Here's the blessing. And there are people who will stand there looking at the blessing and say, well, is that a trick question? Are you trying to trick me, God? You know, that you're going to tell me that here's the blessing, but it's really over here, and you're just trying to make me think it's going to be a curse. And that's exactly what many Christians do, thinking that what God has set up for you and told you where it is, that somehow he want to trick you. Why would anybody ever think in their wildest imaginations that God wants to trick you? He ain't trying to trick you. Now, Here's what he will do. When he understands the conditioning of a person's heart and knows that there's something he needs to do to bring their heart to the place where it really should be, 
He will dangle something in your face just to see if you'll go for what he wants or go for what you want. He'll, he'll do that. He'll do that. Or he'll give you an instruction. And after the instruction, will send somebody to you that literally will come with the opposite of what he instructed. And they will bring that stuff to you and it'll sound so good that you really believe you need to be doing it. There's a prophet in 1 Kings chapter 13. And the prophet was told by God to go and to prophesy against the king. He goes there, he does that, but God had also given him another instruction. He said, look, he said, now when you finish this work, he said, I want you to get right on out of town. He said, don't eat here, don't drink here, don't talk to nobody, that once you finish your work, get out of Dodge, keep going. Well, the Bible says that a prophet there in the same city heard about the man of God and told his boys to go get him and bring him here. He wasn't gonna come initially when talking to the boys. The prophet goes himself. He talks to the other prophet and he said, the Lord says you ought to come and have some dinner with me. He said, but the Lord told me I was supposed to keep on going. He said, but I'm a prophet too. And because I'm a prophet, you ought to listen to what I'm saying. Come on, come on to my house, man. You know, let, let, me, let, me, let me feed you real good and then I'm going to send you on your way. And the prophet said, well, since you're a prophet, he said, I'm going. He got there to the prophet's house. Prophet fed him real good. And then afterward, the prophet told him, he said, man, he said, I lied to you. God ain't tell me to come get you. I tricked you. You were supposed to keep on going. So here's the deal. The first time God tell you to do something, don't ever hear nobody else above it. You can't be letting nobody, no, no matter even what position they hold, that tell you something against what God already spoke. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Yeah. So I set before you what? Life and death, blessing and cursing. Then what does God say? Choose life. Now here's the reason why you have to choose life. Because he says that both you and your descendants may live. So the Lord is saying, if you just keep your opinion to yourself and take what I am saying at face value, he says, not only will you prosper, he said, but I'm going to make sure that everything connected to you is going to prosper. So you've got to remember then that with the opinions and with the decisions that you make, there is always something bigger connected to what's good and ready to happen because of the fact that you've got to be able to uh, even when you make a decision based on your opinions, you got to be able to look at the bigger picture and you can't see so, so small you, because some of us are very restricted in the way that we look at life. You know, and we don't really see the big picture. We don't see what the aftermath what might be. We don't see what the consequences might be. And we're not looking that far ahead. And remember that the Holy Spirit who lives inside you and I will always give us the ability to see far, far ahead. So a lot of the mistakes and drawbacks that take, back, take place rather in life don't have to occur. The problem is you talk to yourself too much. 
you just talk to yourself too much. And you keep on talking to yourself, you know, to where you formed all of these biased opinions. And for some of us, once we have an opinion about something or someone, it is absolutely difficult. You, don't, you darn near need a grenade to blow somebody away from that opinion because they are fixed in it. Now, if you, if you hold fast to those opinions too long, then what will happen is that they become habits in our lives. And a habit, as we know, is hard to break. It's very, very hard to break, you know, because of the fact that we believe our opinion. We believe what it is that we have concluded in our own mind. So again, we look at God's word, and God's word is saying something totally opposite or adverse to what we think and what we believe to what our opinion is and, and, and we don't want to adhere to what he says because God always gives us the opposite of whatever it is that we're really looking for. Let me show you why. He says, if you want to go up, you got to go down. He says, if you want to get, you got to give. He says, if you want to get again, you got to lose. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? He says, if you want to live, you got to die. So it's always the opposite of what it is that we think as far as life as a human being is concerned. Are you hearing me? So you gotta come down to the place to where you're going to adhere to what he says. Because remember now, you are protecting your seed by making the right decision. And by, by making decisions based on your opinion, but based on what God says will work. Because God says, if you choose life, this works. Now, watch this. If you don't do what he says, and you're saying, well, I didn't really make a choice because I didn't really do nothing. No, yes, you did do something. You chose death. You chose death. Because when you choose to do nothing, you chose death. Are y'all hearing this? Yes. Yeah, that's right. You chose death because you, you put off making a decision, you know, because you didn't want to be held responsible for the decision. So you figured, well, I'll just sit back and see what God does. Well, guess what? He will do nothing as long as you do nothing. He does nothing. And he ultimately will take your doing nothing as a decision for nothing. And you chose for death. Because you have to make the decision for life. You have to make it. You have to say, God, I agree with you. And what you want and how you want it is right. And that's how I'm going to live my life. In accordance with your word and with your will. I refuse and I reject anything that does not line up with your will for me. And that's how you got to live it. So now, no longer do you have an opinion. Amen, somebody. No longer do you have an opinion because you've given yourself completely over to God and his will for your life. So therefore, your opinion is out the window. And because, you see, there are some people in this world you know who are very opinionated people. They got a thought about everything. I mean, everything, they are, you know, it's like they are, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a professional or, or, you know, or, or like they, you know, this, this master of all things. They just know everything. 
you know, and, um, and, and, and I mean, every time they open their mouth, well, see, this is so, so, you know, and I mean, they can just run it down, you know, and in actuality, just babbling because they really don't know much of anything about what they're talking about. And even those people who sometimes will uh, come in on the tail end of a conversation and they just know everything about what y'all was talking about, you know, and they want to offer their opinions, you know, and, and man, and after a while, it's like, hey, God bless you. Love you, but we don't need that, okay? So we don't need to hear from you because we can see that you are really, really off base, you know? And so that's why the Lord wants us to get to a point to where you are so dead to you that you stop offering your opinion. Because think, the children of Israel could have done great things, you know, even in battle at times. First of all, had they thought, think about this, if they had not seen themselves as grasshoppers, they said, they said, we've gone, we've gone over, the spies came back, they said, we went over there, and the children of Anak, the giants, is over there. And we were as grasshoppers in our sight and in their sight. Now, you got to understand something. How in the world could they have been a grasshopper in their sight when they were spies and the giants didn't even see them? The giants didn't see them, but the bottom line, though, is that because of the opinion of themselves. They saw themselves as small and insignificant and unimportant. And because they saw themselves that way is the reason why life played out for them the way it did. Because in the very next chapter, in the first verse, it says, and all that night, all of Israel cried, wept. Even the men was crying. Because here it was that Joshua and Caleb, the only two who had the right perspective, and yet the other ten, because of their opinion, they won the opinion poll that day. And because of their opinion, all of the children of Israel began to cry. Because they felt that they were going to die in the wilderness. So that's why sometimes your opinion can get the best of you. Because your opinion, here you are saying to yourself, there's no way I can make it. There's no way I can do this. This ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. You know, and what we need to do is just be quiet and choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Because I guarantee you this, y'all, and I'll be done in just a moment. Many people can't stand an opinionated person. An individual, as I said, who got something to say about everything you know and sometimes it is better to say nothing uh, and not be thought a fool than to say something about everything and everybody know you're a fool <laughs> you, you, you don't hear what I'm saying you know it's much better just don't say nothing if you don't say nothing then nobody knows exactly what's going on in your head you know but 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 then look, let me say this and then we're gonna finish he says Verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God. That's it in your Bible, right? Uh, here's where we should be. That you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him. To cling to him. And, and the word cling in the Hebrew, what it really means is to catch by pursuit. So, so, so in other words, it's, it's, like, it's like you want something so bad that you run after it. And then when you run after it, you won't let it go. And so that's what the Lord is saying. He said, obey his voice and cling to him by chasing after him. Uh, David said, I followed hard after the Lord. And, and so that follow hard means I'm in hot pursuit. 
I'm after him with all I have. And so what it means, following is not just, you know, uh, he's my leader and I'm following him. No, no, David is saying, no, I'm trying to catch him. He said, I'm running after him. That's what it means. And that's what this word cling means, to catch by pursuit. And then he says, and to obey his voice. Obey means to hear intelligently. So, so, so and only, the only way you're going to really hear his voice is that you've got to stop hearing yours. Good God Almighty. <laughs> you've got to stop hearing your voice and well, said, you have to stop hearing the devil's voice. Are y'all hearing this? You got to stop listening to you. Especially when God's trying to speak to you, you can't listen to you and him at the same time. So, because it becomes like oil and water. You can't mix and mingle your voice and God's voice together. Because at that point, you're saying you are just as much in charge of things as God is. And you got to put that away. Because either God's going to be in charge or you're going to be in charge. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life, choose God. Stop listening to you because the wages of sin is death. And watch this, you say, well, I, I ain't, I'm not, no adultery, I ain't fornicating, I, I ain't gambling, I, you ain't have to do that. Let me show you what you did. You had no faith. And no faith is sin. And if you keep on maintaining a life of no faith, then the wages of your sin is death. Now, it does not mean death physically. What it means is separation from God. You separate yourself from God because you don't believe him. You don't trust him. You don't respect him enough to believe that what he says is right and he can do it. So you have your own opinion. But you know what? There's only one opinion. In fact, I should say it this way. There's only one opinion that counts. <laughs> yeah, T. Barry, you was right there with me. Yeah, there's only one that counts. And the only opinion that counts is his. So you can voice your opinion all you want to, but it doesn't matter. He ain't going to have nothing to do with it. Are you still here? Okay, because what's this? It says, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life. Oh, my gosh and the length of your days. In other words, he's saying, if you want to stay on the planet for a while, you better hear what I say. Because making decisions based on your opinion shortens up your life, is what he's saying. It shortens up your life. He wants you to live long. So could it be then that there's some people who die prematurely because they think too much from their own head as opposed to being led by the Holy Spirit? Huh? Then let me say this. It says, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. God says, he's got possessions for you. But he is not going to give his stuff to people who are opinionated. People who lean to their own understanding. Y'all still hear that? Y'all hear that? Uh-huh. So you can't lean to your own understanding and think that somehow or another God's just going to say, hey, no problem, go ahead. You know, I, I'm going to still bless you. No, it's not. It's not going to happen like that. You'll be in trouble for the rest of your life because God is not going to put up with you always interjecting your emotionally led feelings and opinions. Did y'all hear that? 
So the bottom line is what? There's only one opinion. You've been listening to Straight from the Pastor's Hearts Ministries. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And especially for that man and for that woman out there who does not know the Lord Jesus today, please know that it's a very, very simple process. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to jump up and down or anything like that. All that the Lord is looking for you to do is one simple thing. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised it from the dead. You shall be saved. Please know it's just that simple. You don't have to do anything else. But more than anything, make sure that you listen back into us once again. Don't you dare miss it. We'll have some vital information for you once again to help you continue this great journey along with the Lord Jesus Christ. Love you all now. God bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.